should have recorded that part. We just did an amazing high five <laughs> and we didn't record it. Okay, we can recreate it. Okay, you ready? Oh! It didn't have the smack! Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. another amazing episode of days and amuse podcast oh oh am i supposed to go now so <laughs> my name is kirsten aka k wells with two z's on my platforms like instagram whatever um you changed them all i tried but like we'll, we'll go over the rest later i'm just gonna i'll tag I'll i got i all. tried somebody out there thinks they're like the same person as me you know i'm kidding i don't know but like go them we'll figure it out um so basically my things are i like to make people laugh i have a wiener dog <laughs> she's fucking great she likes to try to bite people but like she ain't been nobody off the record but <laughs> that's on the record i know we <laughs> talked about that one time she bit the groomer last time no yes y'all so, heard that was in there heard. anyway she cool she cool, she's she still cool, talking about it no you'll you'll never meet her so sophia's fine she cool um, she just had a little anxiety just like her mama <laughs> so i like to make people laugh i enjoy like you know obviously smoking what was the other thing oh that was, I mean, really it. What do you, that was it. Oh, I like dogs. Yeah. I already mentioned a dog. I was like, oh, that's what I was getting at. Anyway. There's a reason why we're doing long introductions, but we'll get to that. Yes. Um, hey, hello. Ooh, sensual. Ooh. What? That was a sensual way to say hey. It was? Hey. It was. Um, my name is V, a.k.a. Unique Bernique on everything. Um... Let's see. I I practiced this and I don't even remember what I was going to say. Oh, yo, I am so into cannabis and mental health and just everything that involves like social media as well as video games. Um, I have a podcast with my best friend. Check it out. (laughs) And what else? Oh, and I like cats and dogs. Oh, I have a cat. Dang. Okay, no, wait, 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 wait. She made it seem like she, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. She made it seem like I don't like cats. I've been petting two cats over here today. But three cats today, actually. I pet three different cats today. One of them, I didn't even know I was petting, and it's, I'm scared of that one, so. So that was a big thing for me. I'm scared because he don't, he don't ever, like, interact. He'd be like, he'd be like, bitch, he'd be like. Root beer just... He'd be like, oh, you again? Root beer is wise. Root beer is like, I'm above everything and all things. Like, he's above me. So, like, I'm like, when he came over, 
I treated it like it was your cat because I pet your cat so much earlier. And it worked. It was not your cat. It was someone else. But it worked, and you did it. Proud of you. Thank you. Um, And what was the last thing? Oh, that was really it. But the reason why we're introducing ourselves is because we have two special guests joining us for episode number six. Number six. We're here. Um, So... Whoever would like to start and introduce themselves first. I have to do like the. My you could do whatever too. as much as you want, as much or as little as you want. Oh, my name is Kai. I go by Kai Gills. You can follow me on. I don't know. You guys say how to spell Kai Gills. K. Oh, I'll link it. I'll oh. I'll link it in the. Y'all better read the show notes, and if you don't, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I play hella video games, and you can follow my gaming channel at Giles Gaming. I love cats. Root Beer is mine, and he is precious. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm Carly. I wasn't prepared to say things about myself. <laughs> I know, you just got to say, my worst hey, <laughs> on the spot. Well, this is, the, this is the amazing thing, which is, I feel like, why podcasts is something I gravitated to because like if I wanted to I can keep all this stuff in which I probably will or I'll delete this shit anything that I want delete this B K will do I probably won't but like (laughs) I could (laughs) you know how many times I take out our stutters I used to do that too or (laughs) yeah or sometimes I leave them in because I'm like well it adds to it I I do this thing where I'm like and I keep it in, because that's me. <laughs> but, yes, tell us about yourself. Um, oh, shoot. You have to... What are your pronouns? Oh, my name is Kai. I use they, them pronouns. There we Laser go. Them. There we go. Laser them. Uh, Carly again. I also use they, them pronouns. And I like the sun. Oh, and I like the kids and the cats and the doggles. Mm. Oh, yeah. Solid. All animal lovers here. That's the way it should be. And um, the reason we have a guest, or two guests for this, oh my gosh, we have two, yo, the first two guests is because we're talking about a very amazing topic. I think all of our topics. I say that for everything. Y'all, if you are six episodes in, you should know every single time I'm going to be like, this topic's amazing, but this one really is because we have very different perspectives to be able to add. And I feel like this this is going to just... You better have something rolled. Get your snacks right now. Get your drinks. Oh, shoot. We're not introducing the topic yet. You have to listen to us talk about what strains we're smoking. All right. (laughs) So, first off, we got vanilla frosting coming from Humboldt Seed Company. Vanilla frosting is a cross of Humboldt Frost OG and Humboldt Gelato BX3. Designed to improve upon the various gelato lines from the last few years, vanilla frosting takes to the sky with a vigorous growth pattern. 
Buds grow dense and with a silvery green flower that are accented by hints of purple. And the creamy, smooth aroma has notes of vanilla that end with a grassy finish. Vanilla frosting is a high-potency strain that will blast you into outer space on a funfetti adventure. Whoa. What's those effects? So, we got euphoric, creative, and aroused. Oh, 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 oh. Was it a hybrid? What did it say it was? Did it say? It was it? a hybrid. Okay, okay. Okay. I feel like we smoke a lot of hybrids. We do. <clears throat> and then we also have another hybrid coming to you. L.A. Kush, a.k.a. known as Los Angeles Kush. L.A. Kush is a hybrid marijuana strain with obscure genetic roots, not to be confused with OG Los Angeles Los Angeles Kush. The general consensus is that LA Kush is a variety of OG Kush and possibly a selective phenotype of abusive OG. Why you gotta name it? Whoa, that? yeah, what the fuck? Anyway, in spite of the mystery, LA Kush presents itself as an earthy mix of pine and menthol flavors. Its happy effects bring a smile to your face, lifting your mood and relaxing your soreness. If you're looking to alleviate your stress and need a spark of creativity, look at LA Kush. Effects talkative, tingly, and relaxed. What does tingly mean? Physically tingly? Um, Buzzy? Buzzy's a good one. Like, maybe, t- like, pins and needles. You think? Ooh. That's more like TV static. Yeah. I don't know. That's just like the other day, I was cooking this um, vegan corn dog thing in the microwave. <clears throat> and it said, <laughs> it said to dampen the napkin right dampen just and for me I was like and yes I was high I'll admit it but I was like what does that mean like what because what is my dampness to your dampness like the directions are not really that clear so like like how do you dampen a napkin did you figure it out I I mean I did it my way but like for other people like Kirsten (laughs) <laughs> Kirsten told me how she dampens a napkin. And it's like or even even my friend um my friend Benny was like, I just wet the whole thing. Was it Benny or it was either my friend Benny or David. They were like, I just wet the whole napkin. I'm like, that's and not then you damping. Like bring it out. Yeah. Is that what you do? Yeah. yeah. That's what damp means. It's uh, just like a little bit wet. So you'd get the whole thing wet, bring out all the excess water, and it would be damp. If you're feeling Because uh, I just kind of like <laughs> do a little circle motion and be like, oh, napkin's wet. Oh, dude. I did. I see. <laughs> Wait a minute. You know what I do? Let me tell you my technique. Wait, this is on you, isn't it? No, I'd hand it to you. Mm. My technique is take my hand <laughs> and like have the paper towel on my other hand. And then. <laughs> you clap. <laughs> and then I like kind of like touch a little bit, <laughs> and then I get I get more water if it's not damp enough, and then I'd be like, <laughs> that's what I do. Little splash splash. Yeah. Be, what's that chef's name? Bam. Salt, Salt Bay. Bay. 
No, no, the Bam guy. The Bam. Bam. Emerald. Yes, you be that with the with the dampening yeah. of the napkin. Ugh. Great strains for this episode. Okay, so now to introduce our topic, um, we are talking about polyamory, which I have a definition because I know some of y'all be like, okay, it'd be the older folks, which I appreciate y'all listening. So I'm providing a definition. This definition is from Refinery29, and which I'm interested to like say the definition and then like hear y'all's thoughts. But they define polyamorous as people who have consensual relationships that involve multiple partners. Polyamorous people talk openly with their partners about having or having the desire to have sexual and or emotional relationships with multiple people and often set ground rules for their relationships. Polyamorous people can be in relationships with monogamous people. And it's an adjective. Well, they say it's an adjective. I don't know if it actually is. Yeah, it's like a descriptor. To be polyamorous. Is that be the descriptor? Yeah. The more you know. <laughs> you look like you're about to say something. I know. I don't want With, to why? 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 That was an interesting definition. So, what was what made it interesting? Well, it wasn't really a definition. It was like an explanation. It gave a lot of stuff that wasn't... I don't know how to say this. So, how would you define it? Well, I'd say polyamory is like being in love with more than one person at a time at its core and you can be polyamorous and practice monogamy or you can be polyamorous and practice non-monogamy or polyamorous relationships because that's a wonderful description but I don't think I think a lot of polyamorous people don't practice ethical non-monogamy Mm-hmm. And so, like, in that explanation, it was describing kind of what ethical non-monogamy looks like. But I think that's, like, the ideal. But a lot of times it doesn't happen that way for a variety of reasons. And what is ethical non-monogamy? It's being not monogamous. So monogamy is one person being in love with one person or dating one person, being in a relationship with one person. Um... And so, non-monogamy, being in a relationship with more than one person, and then the ethical part, doing it ethically. So there's a lot of ways to do it, and a lot of them are really bad. Mm. Bad stuff. Problematic. Problematic. Like, people can get really hurt. They can, there can be a lot of gray area. There can be a lot of different things. Um, but there's kind of like this community of people who practice ethical non-monogamy who there's kind of like a set of like guidelines and ideas and um, it's not like rules but it's just kind of like a general consensus of like yeah this is cool this isn't cool. No. When I think of ethical 
non-monogamy. It's literally being a decent human being. Because when you get into any kind of relationships, there is the yeah guidelines of what does trust look like? What does things, like how does your love best support and like guide sustain this relationship if that makes any sense because you can just be out here and a lot of people are just out here and I think that's which understandably with my previous partners that I tried to like have this conversation with why some of them brought up like you know that aspect of being like oh you just want to cheat because like I feel like it does have that dark aspect or element about it, but it's like, no, it's not, not even about that. But I don't know. It's been weird because, which is why I wanted to have this episode um, with y'all. But in terms of like, I know Kirsten and I's experience, like, we grew up in this very realm that was, like, very... Which I feel like all of us were taught, like, a very, like, you know, monogamous. This is how... Are we all from a religious background? Yeah. Oh, gosh. So we were taught, like, Adam and Eve. Like, what you're supposed to do is, you know, go through your life. But your goal is getting married, having kids, and, like, teaching them the way. Um, and it's, like... From a young age, I I never felt like that that fit with me. And I know people look at relationships when you're younger, like, oh, these aren't really like real. But for instance, can I get it to you? I get it to you. Okay. For instance, I think I was in like third or fourth grade, maybe younger than that. Who knows? No, it had to be around there. But I remember being in, like, a quote-unquote relationship, whatever y'all might want to consider it. And, like, it was me, this guy named Chris, and then this girl named Sierra. And it's, like, I was content with that. We were content with that. It was, like, no... It was fun. It was a very, like, different type of relationship that, like, our other friends were having but even then having that experience and then growing up like I just I found myself just being very loving like I I blame my parents blame my upbringing but I just grew up to be a very loving person and like I feel like I do like the aspect of getting to know people in in different manners and like I realize for me I think it's a lot to be someone's everything like I feel like that's literally impossible like I can't be your everything without it either affecting me and who I am as a person me and my mentality it's just not a healthy kind of thing so and I wouldn't want someone to try to be everything for me either it's exhausting um which sounds bad 
because you're like, well, you're in these relationships because they're life-giving and because you would do anything. But it's not realistic. Um, at least I don't think it is. There's a lot of needs. like, And that's... I remember, and I think that's where... I was getting frustrated in my journey of being like, what do I want from a relationship? Because, like, growing up, I understood that one of my needs was being like, hey, like, we can vibe really well, but I might also, like, vibe with someone else really well, too. And, like, I always tried to be very open with my partners. Like, I feel like I've I've always been, like, a little progressive-ass kid. But it would always, in turn, and, of course, like, in this realm background thought I was straight uh kind of was trying to explore what I was at that moment and then also had only been with like cishet men so it's like and had this expectation of what a relationship was supposed to be in that kind of I don't want to call it a hierarchy interaction I don't know the word that I'm looking for. So every time I would try to talk to like my boyfriends at the time being like, this is what I'm thinking. Like all I'm wanting is communication. Cause one, I'm thinking like body wise, I want to be able to know what's going on. Like if you are going to be sexual with someone else, like I need to, we need to have this talk of being like, Hey, like we're going to be safe tested, you know, let's, let's do what we got to do because like, we both are putting each other at risk at that point. But then also just this just level of like respecting each other's boundaries and in like it not not lying. Like that's what it came down to. And I feel like every single time it was just this like it would be this mistrust, distrust, lying, turn into cheating. And then in our conversations, it would always be like, oh, well, I didn't think you were serious. And I'm like, I'm telling you what I'm ex- wanting and needing out of this relationship. And like, even then with me telling you, you're like, I don't believe you. It's like, well, damn, I tell you, you don't believe me. Or on the flip side, with my last relationship, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm trying, I tried thought I can do this whole monogamous thing I literally can't um and I just I feel like it's a conversation we need to have and that person definitely didn't receive it well so it it added this element of guilt because it's like well you don't love me well like I'm not enough and like it's like it's not even that it's not about you and it's hard to get someone to think beyond that because in a way you're hurting them but also it's like I could be that shitty person where I do things sneakily and like no I don't that's like icky yeah (laughs) I'm sorry I've been so quiet y'all I'm soaking it in because I'm high (laughs) as shit but I agree it's very icky and um cheating is never the answer like you need to be like conversationing with your partner and being like yo here's what's what's going on in my head here's what I like here's what I don't like here's where I want things to go and then like if that person says like I'm not comfortable with that 
then you need to consider like your options there like maybe that's not the person for you um i feel like b gave like her personal stance on it so like i'll give my personal stance and that is like i don't know if i can see myself with one person for like till i die you know um i'm gonna be honest like romantically i get tired of people really fast i pick out flaws and i can't unsee them and I don't know why I'm like that. I, I do know why I'm like that, <laughs> actually. But we're not going to talk about that. That's what therapy's for. So, um, yeah, I definitely feel what everybody's saying. And I think that, like, fuck, like, just talk to each other. Like, you know? But, like, but and not to interject, but I want you what? to share your experience. Because I feel like you share a similar experience and you did talk to a partner and it still oh, yeah. was like... Oh, yeah. I'm not saying talking to each other. I'm saying, like, don't cheat on each other. Um, like, have that conversation and then, like, if it's not working for you guys, like, move on. And I think you did a great job in doing that, you know? Tried. Um, <laughs> but my, my personal experience with that was... Um, Basically, I told my partner that I wanted to get someone's number, you know, because I'd already told them, like, hey, here's how I'm feeling. I'm attracted to other people that aren't you. Um, so, like, you know, either we're going to deal with that or we're not going to be together. That's, like, basically what I told him. Like, sorry. And, um... you know at first he was kind of like uh and then like after a while he was like well i mean okay and then you know i tried to get someone's number and that like started this huge thing and ended the whole entire relationship um so yeah um i think it's really important before you um get close to someone that much to be like hey here's what I feel like you know because at that point in time I didn't know that but like going forward I'm like I'm going to be like hey yeah here's what I need (laughs) but also if on the flip side too if you're that person where like your partner's coming to you and being like hey I think I'm I'm poly and like want to see like more people blah blah blah. if you're not comfortable with that you have to be like the one to be like okay well I'm not comfortable with that and like you know move on Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's also unfair to try to force what you want on someone else and I feel like that's what like that's what it felt like with my like previous partners like it was like she was like no but I know I'm the one for you. And it was like, well, clearly not if I'm telling you a need and it, that need is, like, clashing with your need. Like, that means we have to reevaluate things and the thing is us being together. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's funny because I've been in a relationship with mono people, like, in some ways for me that's always been a battle because I'm like well why am I even participating in these relationships when I know that yeah there are different outcomes or like different dreams here um not even different dreams but maybe needs or expectations expectations Because 
I mean, we have similar dreams and things that were like, yeah, we can still make those things happen. We can, we've got a garden going. Three years strong! Woo! Um, <laughs> isn't that wild? <laughs> that's a long time. That's like, that's nothing to just like snuff at. But for me, I'm always like, yeah, why do I do these things? Like, it feels like a bad idea. But even as we're talking about this conversa- having this conversation about polyamory, I hate how much we've, like, talked about the cheating aspect. I know. Um, because that's just... That's not a polyamorous thing. That's just a human mm-hmm. thing. Like, people in monogamous relationships talk about it. They don't like talking about it. And it feels easier to put targets on non-monogamous people's backs like, oh, you can't be trusted. Um, you are a cheater. We, like, don't even get to the point <laughs> of having, like, conversations about anything else. Just that point-blank period. Um, but there's so much joy. Okay, okay, so a little bit about me. I forgot, I forgot that. <laughs> I have never dated up until college. Um, By choice? By choice. I, one, just didn't really know what I was looking for. I didn't really see the point. So I was like, I'm not trying to get married (laughs) to none of these people. I'm not trying to get married, period. But if that's like, because I also grew up Christian, grew up in a Christian school, um, went to the church all the time. Um, it's like, yeah, you have babies, you get married. Oh, wrong. Wrong, <laughs> wrong order. Wrong way. You get married, <laughs> then you have the babies. Other <laughs> way, oh, fornication. It's a sin. Um, I didn't even know there was a word for that. <laughs> <laughs> Shows you how much I paid attention. <laughs> uh, my mom would often be like, "Yeah, you know, am I? They're not gonna listen to this. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, your dad, my stepdad, um, he often wants other women, but he knows that's wrong." <laughs> I'd be like, what is this coming from? We were talking about dinner. What? <laughs> Good to know. But I just didn't date until I got to college. And even then, it it takes a while for me to be like, okay, this is what this could look like. This is what, this is how I can envision this relationship. And like, without it being so relationship escalator. Yeah. You should pause and explain. Escalators, escalators, escalators. Relationship escalators. (laughs) Um, How can I describe that? That is essentially, yeah, like an elevator. Elevator. Escalator. (laughs) (laughs) And elevator. You go up levels. The tiers of relationship as it progresses. 
um, you know, year one, year two, year three, at some point you get engaged. Like basis? So like, yeah, like you, you start get, off dating, you get engaged, you get married, you get a dog, you have your you kids. You move in. You, oh yeah, you move in together, you know, have a dog. Oh, I've done those. Kids, <laughs> <order>. <laughs> yeah, and like doing those things. I even got a then, cat with someone. Yeah, even then, it's like, there's no tears to it. Like, there, people move in before they get married. People have kids before they even move in. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many different variations and so many different, like, opportunities of what family and love and relationships can look like. But it gets so, it, it just, it just what families do you still look like too because I feel like I don't know if it's the progression of using TikTok um, but you hear all these stories about how it's like I don't know I feel like I've learned about a lot of different cultures and they're like back in the day like the family like the dynamic of family was so different like head of household was so different like how things were structured like there's so many stories or, or there's so many like people who share their history and they're like, my culture didn't believe in like genders. Like everyone was genderless. And it's like growing up, that's like, I feel like all that was like hammered into, but yeah, it was always like, you're a girl, which I am, but also it's like, whenever I did try to explore other things, it was like, why are you doing that? That's not what you're supposed to do. And I feel like it's the same thing for, like, polyamorous relationships. They're like, why are you doing that? That's not what you're supposed to do. We live in a hetero, patriarchal, white supremacist. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Like, we know why these things have been this way and that's because the people that have set those standards don't often look like us or don't often have similar experiences or aren't even willing to have conversations about their own sexuality much less gender um and you benefit from it true true so, how did y'all make it work? Three years. How did it start? Also, the timing <laughs> of this episode, though. Timing. Hey, I, I like you. it. Picasso. Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, oh my gosh. I feel like I've heard, like, very little bits and pieces, like, in between, but, like, are we about to get the full story? The full story, I feel like, is a very interesting. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the same college, never talked, hardly interacted. I'd see you around in the hallways. Sat on my bench. Sat on your bench. Because there was a human on my bench. I had to go sit on the other bench. <laughs> I would often take naps or like chill out on this bench in our sociology department. Sociology social work department. It's a good bench. I also like to sit there. <laughs> sometimes somebody else would be there. 
Okay, you ain't say nothing. Of course I'm not gonna say nothing. <laughs> I'm not confrontational like that. No. Um after college started getting to know each other through a mutual mutual homie. And Kai was just like very kind of like new into coming into their polyamory at this point. Just but very upfront, like, hey, this is where I'm at. Da, 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 da. Had to be. Funnily enough, I don't. It's not funny. It's, it's interestingly enough, we were hanging out, and before me and Kai started being like, "What's up?" Oh, Kai goes, you. Kai goes, "Hey, uh, your roommate, <laughs> really cute. Would she be interested?" And I'm like. Well, I'm interested, but um, yo, Rumi, would you be interested? Hi! And they were like, no, I would not. Polyamory is not for me. And I was like, cool. I was like, they are not. And then Kai was like, okay, well, I guess I'll settle for you then. Oh, oh Kai! I am Team Carl's. <laughs> Cut the motherfucking cameras. Right! <laughs> but. No, um, I didn't even see. Dude, I'm not saying you settled. That, <laughs> that is what happened. Factually, no. that is what happened. I wasn't. I was gonna say. I guess I didn't know either of you were queer. We met at a cutie pot group. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't know I was queer. <laughs> That's not a good excuse. <laughs> Please Damn. tell me that you were. Trying to make Carl jealous? Oh, no. No, but this, but, okay, so funny enough, I'm going to have you talk to Ronald and Yolanda about how their relationship started, because, like, literally, like, same. (laughs) Dad was trying to talk to somebody else. (laughs) But that's a story for another time. Continue. No, I mean, it worked out. It worked out. It worked out. Who, who, like, technically approached who first? I approached you. Yeah. I'm not good at initiating. That was scary. No. Um, but it was very like, this is my first relationship, so I'm also very like, everything was like, ah, ah, ah. I was like, oh my gosh, am I just anxious? Am I even queer? Yeah. what, What is happening? Um, but it was very like, initially very chill. For me on my end, to begin with, I didn't wasn't familiar with polyamory before, and so I was like doing thing like doing the researches, trying to figure stuff out. Um, I, I was like still I was dating. So I had another partner. I still had a partner who, who was their primary partner at that point, which is we like your main homie. They have a little more say or power usually. A little more hierarchical. Hierarchical. Um, but it was really chill. And there wasn't really any issues on my end until I will say what, what got me messed up was when another person enters, that's when I get like, Ugh! if there's existing people, that's chill. When another person enters, because very much like even still am unlearning all of the monogamy I was taught mm-hmm. um, like it's it's in there deep and so 
because I definitely have those moments of like there were needs that I could have been fulfilling and I wasn't meeting those needs and oh I've like let them down and mm-hmm. or like if I would have been more this or more that like then it would have I would have been enough yeah because so often I've been told like your worth is in what you provide to somebody else and if you can't meet all their needs well then you're not worth anything yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of unlearning things and a lot of challenging things. But it's also, like, so very rewarding because I would be, like, a way suck. I would be way more, like, messed up and just, like, not happy if I hadn't faced the challenges or, like, the questions and the things that I've had to face with polyamory. I'm like, oh, no, like, my worth doesn't come from other people yeah like oh yeah i need to like examine toxic monogamy and like oh i need to understand that like i don't need to be comparing myself to other people all the time all these other things that like are just general valuable life lessons and i would have probably gotten around to them at some point Mm -hmm. maybe but like it's been a good little speed round of yeah i feel like that's so empowering too yeah it's it's exciting definitely growing up I feel well it's also been hard at points oh it's been it's, yeah lots of conversations lots of pros and cons lots of uh, is this too much and and it's not like you can just like ask your homies or like ask your family yeah so you're in these like Facebook groups or forums like okay person A is with person B but Mm -hmm. there's also person C person C is hurt A's feelings what am I as person B like (laughs) so you like become the mediator if there's like conflict well or no so like also our relationship is not the default relationship structure and how things should be oh absolutely we're all like we're just a whole bunch of babies learning um true (laughs) welcome to days and amuse podcast (laughs) but i feel like kai has definitely been put in a situation a lot where they are mediating um just because of naturally how things are i think like looking back now if i could go back I would do things differently so you weren't mediating as much. Um, But also at times, it was like, it felt super necessary because I've, I've had, with first, so like the person that you, how do you explain the meta? That is the person. Like your partner's partner. Your partner's partner. There you go. So, First partner, partner, like when I first started dating Kai, that partner, I was chill with. Now, beginning, now, now we home. In the beginning, they... They had some struggles. They had some struggles. But now, mm. like, that's genuinely one of the people I talk to the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then when then Kai started dating me, and then afterwards... Another partner came along, and that me and that partner butted heads a lot. Um, a lot of butted heads. 
everybody kind of butted heads with this partner, me and other meta. Um, and a lot of times, a lot of that would fall on Kai because, like, they were saying, like, I would, like, go to my friends who, like, they're queer friends, but, like, they're monogamous. So, like, they're, like, dude, I can, like, listen and I can, like, lend an ear and be like, dude, that sucks. Or, and I can try yeah. to give advice, but they're like, D- I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, like, beyond their... Yeah. And, <laughs> and a lot of times when you have to do it, you have to, like, do the thing where you, like, explain the basics of polyamory. And you're like, well, like, in polyam, like, this or that. So, like, that's not the concern. But, like, this is the part that's, like, concerning. Or, like, is it a concern? Yeah. And, and so you end up, like I was saying, turning to these Facebook groups. You have to, like, explain as much as you can in a post, but not too long because then people won't read it. And then you're, like, hoping somebody will respond and will be helpful and it's not and even within those groups people are gross 90% mm-hmm. of the time oh, um, they're awful and so it's like not cool. and in one of the groups I was in the one of the metas was in as well so it was like ended up being a source of more uh, conflict cause they would be in there posting about me <laughs> I can't see this oh, oh no so like that I think has like been one of the hardest parts. It's just like not seeing polyamory represented, not seeing queer relationships represented, mm-hmm. and not having any kind of mentors or people who can help and support in that aspect. Quick question. Were those groups um I'm just assuming were those groups very much like white? Oh yeah. Yeah. See cuz I feel like that's just cuz I just think of like which I've talked to, I feel like, everyone in this room about it, like, going to my black Caribbean-ass father or black Southern-ass mother and being like, so, one, I'm not monogamous. Two, I'm poly and this is what it means. They're going to be like, either heads explode or just, I don't even know. I don't even know. And it's just like, For now. For now. (laughs) But that's interesting, like, thinking about, of course there's going to be conflict between people, but just how, how the relationship plays in that, and like, how to even go about it. There's so many different kinds of polyamorous relationships. There's no one set way Mm -hmm. to be polyamorous or practice polyamory. Um, hmm? Oh, go ahead. Like, I think that a lot of times there's, like, in the very few portrayals of polyamory that there are, there's, like, very specific kinds that are shown. So there's, like, a lot of shown of, like, one couple like chooses another person to come in and join the unicorn which is mm-hmm. called unicorn hunting um or there's like one person who has multiple partners and nothing is really serious it's called solo polyamory um that one gets like a lot of flack a lot about like you just want to like sleep around you just want to um but like there's so many ways so there's like some people who are like yeah like we're gonna all like be together and be like whole like one cohesive unit and there's other people who are like i don't want 
any of you interacting ever. Yeah. I want everybody completely separate. And there's like, sometimes if people like vibe well, like yeah, but also like if you don't, like no, you mm-hmm. don't have to be together. And so like, that's something that like we had to learn, and like I think a lot of people have to learn is that like, you're in this very like. Like it's this, you just have to like kind of define it as you go along. It's very much just like very open in like the sense of talking, and it's not completely defined of like this is what I want. Okay, cool. This is what I want. I feel like that's I feel the best like, way to make it work. No, I feel like it's in some ways very holistic. Mm-hmm. Um, cause yes, you have that freedom and autonomy that I don't know people recognize that they don't have or don't get or feel like it's too much freedom or too much like there needs to be some sort of limit to how much there can be um but it's the opportunity to be like okay not only am I exploring just my immediate needs and wants like my immediate yeah I want someone to hug I need people to talk to um it's also like no let me break that down even further like I need as an introvert (laughs) like I need specific kind of attention Mm -hmm. but I also need to understand that I'm gonna get exhausted I'm gonna get worn out um and I need to be able to communicate that to someone else and that they are still willing to participate and be like, yeah, if we need to have date night on this night, let's do it. If we need to see each other this often or this le- like less often. Um, and you don't you don't have those conversations, or at least I don't hear about those conversations mm-hmm. and even just monogamous relationships, like even the standard. No, like I feel like planned date nights is like frowned upon. It's like people in monogamous relationships feel like, oh, that makes your like relationship boring, and it's like, but why is it viewed like that? And like, then you have, like, husbands that <laughs> aren't coming home. <laughs> and they're like, no. Like, it's okay to have and, like, talk shit about your partner. It's okay to joke about, oh, now you're trapped. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's it actually feel not like funny. That. Yeah. It shouldn't feel like that. Are you okay? Yeah. I just think of... Um... Remember when memes first became a theme? And it was... Oh, stop. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. And it was that fucking Star Wars meme where it was like, it's a trap. (laughs) I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. I'm going to post it on our Instagram, which is Days and Amuse Podcast. Oh, gosh. Okay, okay. So, we shared about, like, beginnings, conflicts. Anything else you want to share? Any other thoughts? I think even if you, like, aren't polyamorous, I think it's still really cool to learn about. Um, Because I think one of the 
cool things that it kind of forces you to do is examine toxic monogamy. Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like generally only people in queer communities are like aware of. But like monogamy is just like the given default. But there's so much wrong with it. Um, not in monogamy itself, but in the way it's generally practiced or expected to be practiced. Um, and there's just like no right or wrong way to do things. Like we're just living. Like y'all hear that? We just living. Yeah. Everybody feels happy and respected. Their needs are getting met. Then like, cool. And we're all big kids and can make those decisions on our own. So just do that. So just do that. Why? Okay. So there was like a couple of of quotes from there that we definitely can. Don't steal our goddamn idea. <laughs> that we can turn into t-shirts. Yes. Boom. Days in a Muse Apparel coming <laughs> at you soon. You are so friggin' okay. So I feel like we have given root beer his airtime on this podcast, but we have not given popcorn. He's been quiet. I thought he'd be chatty. I was gonna be <laughs> popcorn has been just all lovey. Do you have anything you would like to add? The one time be silent. Anything you would like to anything? Any questions? Uh, questions. No, I feel like I feel like we yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was great. Okay, okay. At what age did you know? I mean, when did what age did you know? Uh, goodness, that was such a long pause. And for you, I want to be like, when did you were going to answer first? I was waiting for you. And for you, like, I want to know, like, when did it switch? Because we were in, you introduced me differently. I, you introduced yourself to me, like, or introduced yourself in terms of, like, the relationship as, like, monogamous, but now it's, like, not. Well, or was that just kind of, like, a default? I just say, like, mono, mono ish, because it's just, like, in terms of what I've done, mm. this is what it is. If I, like, have I been attracted to other people and thought of, like, oh, like, maybe I could date them, da, 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 what would that look like? But for me, the thing comes into, like, time and energy. I'm like, I don't got time or <laughs> energy for another person to, like, give them the amount of time or energy that I would want to give to another partner. Um, so, like, just, like, realistically looking at it I can't see myself like being in a polyamory relationship right now but like that could also always change like it's very much like yeah I could do that I could pursue that or I could like not so it's like it's a it ebbs and flows like because I've definitely heard of like people who for instance uh well I won't put their biz out there because I won't put their names out there but have really good friends where, like, in their relationship, they very much were both, like, like, were monogamous to each other, and now I feel like they are exploring, like, they, I don't know if they've defined themselves as poly, but they're definitely non-monogamous. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I feel like as your relationship develops, like, it can change, and, like, as you're, as you grow and develop, it can change. 
Yeah. I just found out that I have, like, an aunt who's, like, probably 50-something. This, like, cishet white lady in, like, the hick part of Michigan out here living in some kind of non-monogamous relationship situation. And I was like, okay, out This is wild. I was like, this is, it's like, but people make it work. And people, like, it's wild to think that, like, the way she grew up and the places she grew up and the places she lives, that this is, like, what she's doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, like, cool. Like, live, grow, get what you need. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do what you got. You realized do. something wasn't working for you, and you were like, "This is." Yeah, I feel like my development probably played a role into like my early understanding of relationships because I also was like a military kid, so I was exposed to very different outlooks. Like growing up, I had a very Eurocentric view of things, and like, admittedly, they are very open over there to a lot more conversation like or things that you could just find or would hear or see about like I remember hearing about like I didn't know it was a polyamorous couple but I remember hearing about that like when I was young as hell Germany (laughs) (laughs) okay well oh this is fantastic thanks again for joining us Okay, you ready? I'm ready. You can find us on Instagram at Dazed and Amused Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Dazed Amused Pod. You can find us on TikTok. Dazed and Amused Podcast. Um, you can also go to our email if you would like and send us topic ideas, your thoughts, you know. If you want to be a guest and feel something that speaks to your heart, and you can do that at dazedandamusedpodcast at gmail.com. Am I missing anything? Facebook! Facebook! Uh, We never plug Facebook. You can also go on Facebook. Um, It is Dazed and Amused Podcast. Yeah! And then lastly, (laughs) if you would like to donate to our podcast so we can update our equipment, we can, like, advertise some shit, get more listeners, um, start, like, breaking in the real money, real money, um, you can become a Patreon donor, and you can do that by going to patreon.com slash... Days and Amuse Podcast. Hey! And you can become a Patreon donor for as little as $1 a month. That's $12 a year. That's not a lot. That's less than a meal at a restaurant. It doesn't go to our weed. So don't think you're paying into that. We got that. We always got that on deck. Anything else? Am I missing anything? Um, Stay safe out there. Oh, yeah. Uh... Don't forget to, you know, do your little self-care. Take that moment, whether it's, you know, five minutes, decompress. That's important. Make that doctor's appointment. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> Take your medication. That's important. Yes. Hydrate. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye.